Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. I am the co-host of this fine program. The guy on the other side is not here today. His name's Charlie. And if you want to send him some hate mail, that's totally fine. Charlie at goodmorningliberty.us. He would love it. And I would love it even more if you send him some hate mail to his email, charlie at goodmorningliberty.us. Go to joingmail.com and join for as little as six bucks a month so you can hang out in our private Discord server with all the fine folks. Some people think that I'm the best host and some people are wrong. And there are fine people on both sides. Today is White Pill Wednesday. That's the day where we talk about good things that are going on. And it's not exactly a lot of good things that are going on. It's more so people speaking out and you love to see it. And you love to see these ideas catching on after all of the war over free speech and misinformation and all that stuff that we've seen over the last few years. It's good to see some people speaking out about certain things. And so that's kind of going to be the theme. And then we're going to end it with a little bit of economics and whether or not our inflation, we just got a little bit of inflation data today, is this being driven by record profits and price gouging and corporate greed? Or are there other things that could potentially be causing this problem? If we got some time, we'll do that at the end of the show. Hey, we do have time because I don't have anything else to do in my life other than this podcast. Well, let's go with white pill number one. I'm sure a lot of people heard about it, saw it. Tulsi Gabbard, she is officially a Russian spy or a plant or a whatever it is, uh, basically just a big Putin apologist. Now, she uh, announced yesterday or the day before that she was leaving the Democratic Party. That coincided with her episode on Joe Rogan being released. So I'm sure that that was planned out in advance for sure. Let's listen to what she had to say, and then there are, of course, some people on the libertarian side of things that are wanting her to run for uh, some type of political office under the Libertarian Party name. I'm not so keen on that idea, but let's hear what she had to say first. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. 
So overall, that is pretty good. I agree with basically everything that she said. She's always been pretty good on the free speech issues, the national security issues, all of those things. And so I don't really have a lot to disagree with her on. I think she's right about the Democratic Party being controlled by a bunch of elites. Of course, on Twitter, this had Russia trending and everyone talking about how she's really just working for Putin and all that. And that's kind of how crazy everything has become so far. If you disagree with the establishment or this elite cabal, uh, then that must mean that you are working for Vladimir Putin. That's really the only option. They are so big on this idea of supporting this war. Listen, I don't like the fact that Russia invaded Ukraine. I'm against that whole idea. I don't think they should have done it. But I also don't want to get into a nuclear war because of it. And some people seem to think that that's a totally fine idea, I guess. As long as you get to talk about how you're against authoritarianism and tie Putin to Trump and fascism and all of that, then that's a totally fine idea. Let's just go ahead and fight a virtuous nuclear war against Russia. God help us all, right? That, that would really suck. I have actually talked to my wife about what our plans are if something happens. I hope everyone realizes that even if there, even if it, nothing happened in the U.S., if there were a nuke used overseas, stuff would go nuts still in the U.S. because of the fear of what could potentially happen. So I've gone over the, the evacuation plans with my wife. If we happen to be separated at the time that something really bad happens, how are we going to make it up to my dad's? I'm not going to tell you guys where that is, but um, it's it's basically heaven in a situation like this. So if you can find it, you're welcome, but you probably won't be able to find it. Anyway, Tulsi, here's what else I saw. People saying that she should join the Libertarian Party now that she has left the Democratic Party. And I get it. She's been great on a lot of issues. Like I said, national security, our wars, free speech, wokeness. All of those things she's been pretty great on. But she's also been really bad on a lot of other things. And she talks about she talks about all these people that are in power. And she talks about the national security apparatus and and all of the wokeness that's gone through. And she doesn't realize that she still supports a government that is big enough to force all of those things on everyone. And it still seems like she wants to make sure the right people get in power. But we can still have a government that's still powerful enough to do all of those things. We'll just have to make sure that the right people always get in power. And that's not okay. you got to have someone that wants the government to have none of those powers. And she's not it. I did bring up a tweet that we had addressed like a year ago where Tulsi said, Big tech and big box retailers are seeing windfall profits. And will emerge from this crisis, that's the COVID pandemic and the lockdowns, stronger than ever at the expense of small businesses who are bearing the brunt of government restrictions. Okay, she's right about that. So what do you do? You push to end all of the government restrictions. You push to allow all of those small businesses to open. You want to push the economy back into a resembling a free market economy and stop forcing people to not be able to work and to not be able to run their business. No, 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 no. She introduces House Resolution 1267 that will tax 95% of excess profits to support small businesses. That's not someone who is a libertarian. I've already talked 
a lot about this. In fact, there was about a 15-minute long clip where I talked about this tweet and a lot of other things regarding Tulsi. If she wants to flip on those things, if she wants to become a supporter of the free market, if she wants to become a libertarian, then that is great. That is really great. We have to believe that people can change. But sadly, just because she's against wokeness and because she's against the way that the national security apparatus has been used and she's against some of the wars that we fought doesn't make her a great libertarian. And if you're just looking to get votes, well, you might as well just go with Bill Weld. You might as well just go with any any Republican or any Democrat. I thought we were supposed to be changing hearts and minds here. What good is a libertarian party that wins if it's not a libertarian that wins? That seems kind of pointless. So those are my thoughts on Tulsi. But overall, it's a good thing she put it out there. She made a lot of people really mad. She said a lot of true things. And the more people that hear stuff like that, the better. So we got to call it out when people do do the right thing. Speaking of censorship, wokeness, the mob, misinformation, free speech, all of that, a really great clip from Joe Rogan was circulating over the last several days. I believe this was circulating over the weekend. And this kind of expands on what we were just talking about. But he was talking to, I think, the guy who runs the Rolling Stone, if I'm not mistaken. Let's just hear that conversation. To regulate the internet? Absolutely. You trust the people that got us into the Iraq war under false pretenses to regulate the internet? Uh, Do you think that makes any sense? Well, wait a minute. I would not. The people who got us into the Iraq war. It's the government. Was the the politicians. It's the government. In the end, yes, it's the government. But who else is going to regulate? But if they're going to be in power and they're regulating the Internet, they're going to regulate the Internet in a way that suits their best interests. The same way they do with the banking industry, the same way they do with the environment, the same way they do with energy, the same way they do with everything. What what represents their interests? You're talking about so much money Mm. involved in disseminating information in a very particular way. Right now, the Internet companies are... Rich beyond belief. Yeah, it's fat, but it's it's a disruptive thing that has never existed before. My, I, I think it exists, and I think w- where we're at is where we're at. I think we need to move forward collectively as a country with an ethic that respects truth and that appreciates opinions and reality and an and, and understanding of things that's not necessarily possible with corporate interest involved in dissemination of information. But there's no way to do that except through the government. There's no, oh, excuse me, there's no way that you can do that except through the government. Why I mean, is that? Human nature is not going to change. But the government's not going to change either. But the government is capable of change. Okay, look, the government regulates, for example, the food supply. Or can regulate. Let's take the the food supply. Yeah, the, the Department of Agriculture. Why have they let glyphosate infestate all of our foods? I, I, let's take with one thing. Yeah, but that's time. a problem. That's the I government agree. regulating. Well, then we better get better politicians in them to employ better people. I mean, it's not. I guess again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. Okay. So, let's take the. Uh, SEC or take the Food and Drug Administration regulates big pharma. On the one hand, we've got a very safe supply of drugs in this country. You know, safe. Their drugs are tested. You know, you don't get too many bad drugs. You know, prescribed drugs. Twenty-five percent of all drugs approved by the FDA get recalled.
Oh, man, he's so close. Joe, you're so close. You get it, man. I'm telling you. You get it. Just give me one episode with him. One episode with him. All right? He gets it. He knows it. He knows you can't trust the government. That was the founder of the Rolling Stone, by the way. Uh, I think he said he uh, ran it or whatever, but that was the founder. Thanks, Costco, for that. He's so close to getting it, but he, but he still, you know, he still supports some of these programs, and it, it's really just because he's a good guy, so he supports something like UBI or whatever it may be, but he does get it. You can't trust the government to do these things, and that guy from the Rolling Stone, I can't remember his name, um, he talks about how human nature is not going to change. And so you can't trust the people to do it. Well, how do you trust the government to do it? Is the government not just made up of a bunch of humans? I'm kind of paraphrasing Bastiat here, but the, how, do you, how do you trust the government, which is made up of humans, by the way, put into power by humans, by the people, but you don't trust the people, but the people are going to pick the right people to be entrusted with all of this? What? Based on how good their commercials were? Or how much money they have when they are running for election? No, you can't trust them to regulate the internet. That's definitely a soft spot for Rogan. I think he would get canceled, regulated away immediately. He he knows that, so this is a big issue for him. But no, I, I just like the fact that, that he really is getting it, and I think he's going to get there eventually. I'm slightly disappointed that he's had Dade Smith on so many times, and he still isn't all the way there yet i think maybe if dave pushed him a little bit more on it he would uh he would get there but that's the biggest podcast out there and he's out there spitting truth so that's a good thing speaking of misinformation now i know who you can trust to make sure that we don't have any misinformation here here's the government by the way this is who the people chose right we're not going to dispute that Here's who the people chose. Well, I put together this little clip of Biden. I've really been wanting to do this over the last couple of weeks because he has been on a roll lately. These all just happened in the last month, and this is who needs to be in control of all of those things. So uh, enjoy. You are the oldest president ever. Pretty good shape, huh? How would you say your mental focus is? Oh, it's focused. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look, I have trouble even mentioning, even saying to myself my own head the number of years. I no more think of myself as being as old as I am than fly. I mean, it's just not, uh, uh, I haven't observed anything in terms of, we passed $368 billion worth of help, which, as the same bankers talk about, is going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sidelines of investment. And New York sent not only a congressman, the most congresswoman in the Congress, and all my buddies that came, either became a firefighter, a cop, or a priest. I wasn't qualified for any of them, so here I am. But uh, <laughs> it's America. As a matter of fact, as they're saying that, y'all were here before we were. Okay, thank you. Thank you. There's a lot more Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those bonds that are collapsing than actually voted for it. Yeah, goddamn right. And so I, uh, 
I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. Help me with the pronunciation. Martin Peña. Martin Peña. Martin Peña. And we're going to clean up polluted waters and restore mitigation habit, man, mangrove habitat, mangrove habitats. President, protests are breaking out across Russia. Was this mobilization a miscalculation? Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this a reality. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. Oh, that's good. Of course, he was saying made in America, made, made in America. It is uh, in that last clip. You got to watch the video. Some of those are, uh, you know, just just audio. But yeah, the last one for sure. That is the Homer Simpson slowly creeping back into the bushes thing. I don't know what the heck was happening at all. But kudos to the reporters for not being like, uh, what the heck was this, y'all? Anyway. We got to make sure that we control this uh, this misinformation, right? That's that's what we got to do. We all know that. Uh, let's talk about some misinformation. Well, it's not misinformation. This is actually all just science. Here is a precursor to the next story that we're going to talk about, which I did decide was a white pill because the video is still up and hasn't been taken off of Twitter yet. But let's get a precursor to that video before During 2021, we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines. And, and that vaccine, a uh, key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission. Uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. I think given the country as a whole, the fact that we have now about 50% of adults fully vaccinated 
than about 62% of adults having received at least one dose. As a nation, I I'm, I feel fairly certain you're not going to see the kind of surges we've seen in the past. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. You're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Well, it's a good thing the government is not regulating the internet or all of that would just be true and we wouldn't know anything else. Everyone needs to consider that. And I'm sure that's what Joe Rogan is uh, considering when he's talking about it. But there's another thing. You guys know that this whole you got to get vaccinated thing, and it's not just for you. You take your own risk, but you got to make sure you're not spreading stuff around to other people. You see, that's where that's where the tool for control comes in. That's where they can at least make an argument for forcing things. It's not a good argument. I don't agree with it. Uh, but they can at least make an argument that they're protecting people by forcing you to get vaccinated. If not, then it's just your own personal decision. So they had to go with this idea that getting vaccinated stopped you from spreading the virus around to other people. And that was just ran with right out the gate. Well, thank you to this, uh, this member of parliament, Bob Roos. Uh, let's listen to what he had to say when he was questioning uh, someone from Pfizer. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Smol, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now, this turned out to be a cheap lie. What, what is the, she said that, no, we didn't, of course we didn't know that. We had to move at the speed of science. <laughs> What's the speed of science? What does that mean? You, you don't need to have all of the science before, before doing it? I'm not sure what the speed of science is. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I just don't know. Maybe I just don't know. This is scandalous. Just like this guy is the same.
no. Yeah, we hadn't done any tests to see if it was going to stop the spread. Of course, before we put it on the market, of course, you idiot. We removed at the speed of science here. All right, we just had to put it out there, and then the media and the government took care of that whole thing for us. Science, uh, that's right. Science, Jeff is right. It has no speed. It is settled on, on this issue. Okay, so why is this a white pill? It's a white pill because the question was asked. It was answered. It's still on Twitter. It's still going around. It's got tons of views. And he's seeking the truth. Some of the truth is coming out. And people are hearing about that truth. And we are showing just how much we were lied to just for the sake of power, just just for the sake of the government getting more power over you and helping out some of their friends in these corporations, I'm sure. And now these people, if, as if they hadn't already been, are getting more and more exposed for the misinformation that they were putting out there. And I look forward to seeing how much they are fined by PayPal for putting out that misinformation. I'm sure that's going to happen. All right, so what else did we have? Well, let's stay outside of the U.S. here for a minute. Now, we had this, uh, you know, we talked about Trudeau a little bit. Well, there's this little dust, dust up going on over there in Canada. A little dust up going on. And this guy called Trudeau out on blackface in front of everyone. And I loved it. Now, he was in hot water. I think his name is Pierre uh, Polyver, maybe. I'm going to botch that, I'm sure. Well, he was in hot water because his videos on YouTube had a tag on them, and they were tagging, apparently, incels, but it was, uh, uh, what was the tag? Let me, let me find that real fast, just so I can get it right, just so you guys can look up the tag. M-G-T-O-W, men going their own way. The tag was men going their own way. So the insinuation there, the argument, is that he was reaching out to some of these I guess the incel community uses that tag. I don't know. Those are the people. He is supposed to apologize, and he says he's not going to apologize. Trudeau asked him to apologize, and this was his response. Man, I wish our Congress was this lively and excited. We really do it boring over here in the U.S. We got some work to do. These are anti-women movements, and they have had devastating real-life consequences. Mr. Speaker, I call on the conservative leader to stand in this house, take responsibility, and apologize. The Honorable Leader of the Opposition. The Leader of the Opposition. I condemned this organization, and I corrected the problem as soon as I, it became known to me, Mr. Speaker. But I condemn, I condemn all forms of misogyny, including when the Prime Minister fired the very first female Indigenous Attorney General. who had to leave politics, and I condemn him for when he dressed up in racist costumes so many times he forgot them all. We condemn it always, Mr. Speaker. Old Justin, just don't throw stones when you live in the glass house, I guess. Hey, why is that a white pill? <laughs> that guy, he said it. He brought it up. I'm excited about that, okay? I think that's a good thing. Well, let's move on past that. 
Can I say one thing real fast about this whole NASA DART mission where they're trying to deflect this asteroid? I've seen a lot of stuff online. I, I literally put off talking about this because I've seen all the conspiracy theories about the fact that this wasn't real and it didn't actually happen. Hey, I completely admit that that is possible. Maybe this whole thing was made up and they didn't actually hit the asteroid and it didn't actually move. They didn't alter the orbit, but I got no proof of that. Is it possible that they spotted an asteroid and they shot something at it and it hit it? Yes, that's absolutely possible. Is it possible that is it possible that they made up the whole thing in an effort to up their budget and make themselves seem more important? Yeah, sure, that's possible. But right now I'm going to go with the white pill side of it. We saw an asteroid out there. SpaceX and NASA worked together on something, uh, shot something at it, which I thought looked way too small to divert an asteroid. But, you know, what do I know about those things? I'm no expert. And they say that they have successfully changed the motion of the asteroid that they, they have actually moved this thing and changed its orbit. If that is true, and let's just assume that it is, hey, that's maybe we maybe this whole asteroid thing, we can wipe that off. It's just going to be nuclear war now. Uh, we don't have to worry about the whole asteroid thing. But just think about that. You know, asteroid killed the dinosaurs. They were here. They got wiped out, right? And maybe, maybe through all of our technical innovations, and the fact that SpaceX could actually get something off the ground and send this thing out there, uh, maybe we stopped something from happening that destroyed the planet the first time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you decide. You you figure out what you want to believe on this whole issue. But I seem, I really think that's a good thing. Now, they didn't move it enough, say, if you're in the Armageddon scenario. By Armageddon, I mean the movie. You see, in that movie... They didn't have a lot of time. They had 18 days, which is completely plausible to pluck people off of an oil rig and train them up and send up a mission to destroy an asteroid in the span of 18 days. They didn't move the thing enough to do that, okay? But if we see it's really, really far away and it like takes months and months and it's not heading directly for us, like right at, I guess it would have to be for it to be dangerous. Crap, is this going to work? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's not a white pill. I don't know. Now, listen, I know you take one look at me and think, Nate, you're a stone cold fox. I bet you've been reeling in the ladies with that beautifully bearded face for years. That's actually not the case. I've never been able to grow a respectable beard until the last couple months. What did I find out? Having a great looking beard requires work. Whether it's beard growth oils, styling products, top-of-the-line trimmers, there's a ton of products out there to help you grow your best beard. I thought it was just going to happen all on its own, just overnight. But guess what? I'm not that guy. I can't do it. I've never been that guy. But luckily, Beard Club is here to help. As the leader in beard-first men's growth and grooming, Beard Club delivers quality hardware and consumables that will help you get a better, thicker, and fuller-looking beard. Now listen, every morning I get up and I use the beard oil from Beard Club. I take my beard growth vitamins as soon as I get to work. At night, I use the beard growth spray. And a couple times a week, I use the Derma Roller, which stimulates those stubborn, lazy hair follicles that have been letting me down all these years. That's right. I got the beard growth kit from the website. And if you've had a lot of issues like I have 
then that's the one that I would personally recommend. But if you're already on track and you're already growing that beard, they got a lot of really great products too. I'm just, I'm just not up that ladder yet. But after a couple months using these products, holy crap, my beard is actually looking better, fuller, more legit. And I finally have the confidence to go to a Libertarian Party convention and hang out with all those other classical Libertarian beards. So head over to beardclub.com slash GML, take the beard quiz, and use my code GML at checkout. They'll recommend the best beard kit that's tailored to fit your needs. No matter what type of beard you have, Beard Club has the perfect kit to fit your needs. Beard Club, over 2 million beards served. Grow your best beard today and take 20% off your first order when you go to beardclub.com slash GML, use code GML. That's beardclub.com slash GML. Once again, use code GML for 20% off your first order. Let's move on to the economic side of things. The producer price inflation came out today. The, uh, the headline number was double what they were expecting for the month-over-month number, so that's not good. That brought the market down for a minute, but the market's just kind of been chopping around. We get our CPI numbers tomorrow. And I saw this tweet from Nina, our old friend Nina Turner. It's not the craziest one that I've seen, but I just saved this one. She says, Dear corporations, you can't flex your record-breaking profits while raising your prices and denying your workers decent pay and think that we won't notice. And this all goes along the lines of, of course, the inflation that we have right now. That's all due to corporate greed. Robert Reich has been just talking nonstop about this. And what I'm about to show you is not going to disprove that idea. The fact is, businesses, corporations, they charge what they can get for their items. Now, what they can get, meaning what they can charge, that changes based on the amount of money that is in the system. So is it the chicken or the egg here? Which one is it? They are actually always trying to get the most amount of money that they can. But let's go through a few things as we talk about these corporations and their record profits. First off on the screen, it would be really helpful if you watch the video on our YouTube channel afterwards. On the screen, the blue line I have is the producer price inflation and the orange line I have is the consumer price inflation. You see that the producer price inflation went up a lot higher than the consumer price inflation did. The producer price inflation actually went up to about 11.5%. The highest the, the CPI went was 9.1%. You would think, if you just went along with like what Robert Reich was saying, that the CPI would be higher than the PPI, but that is not the case. That is still not the case right now. So their expenses have been going up, and they went up more than what the expenses that they charge to their customers went up. And I even went through some of these that affect your everyday lives and that affect the inflation numbers. Just to talk about it real fast, Kroger, well, Kroger is the first one we'll look at. They do, in fact, have record revenue right now, record revenue at the moment, record net income, record net profits, but their profit margin that they have, that's the important part that people would need to look at because the profit margin that would be exploding upwards if what you're thinking is they are not raising prices in tandem with what their prices are going up. They're actually just raising them way higher in order to screw everyone and make a lot more money. Well, their profit margins would be going up a lot. In fact, with Kroger, 
Well, their profit margins in the last 10 years, 12 years at least, they peaked back in 2018. They're still not even above 2020s levels right now, maybe 2021. But 2018, that's when their profits were up at the highest. By the way, that profit margin, those highest profit margins they had, 3% profit margin for Kroger. Right now, they're at 1.69%. Tyson, we'll stick in food here for a minute. They are actually at a high profit margin right now the highest they've been at since 2018. In fact, they are matching their highs of 2018 right now. Tyson Foods is. So are they making record profits on stuff? Well, as far as numbers go, they are making record profits on things. That is true. They are doing more business. The prices are higher. But what about what they're actually bringing home? How much bacon are they bringing home over there at Tyson? About the same profit margin as they had in 2018. Once again, how about Ford? Ford, not even close. Their highest profit margin was back in 2012. Car prices and used car prices, those have been really high, hurting everyone. Uh, They're not even at record revenues right now, record profits or any of that, and their profit margins are not good at the moment. And the profit margin is the one that we should really be paying attention to if those get way out of whack. How about HCA, the hospital Corporation of America, or is it Healthcare Corporation? I can't remember which one. Probably hospital. Record revenues, that's happening. Record net income, uh, 2021, when they were hitting that. Profit margin right now sitting at the same place that they were at in 2012. The current margin on those numbers, they did pop above those uh, by a couple percent. They're back to their 2012 numbers. And how about this rental property company, the biggest rental property company in the United States, which I believe is Starwood, is what it's called, S-T-W-D. They're not close yet to their 2011 numbers, their 2015 numbers. They're heading up over the last couple years, but they're not at record profit margins. Are they at record revenue? Yes, they are. Are they at record net income? Yes, they are. But their expenses have gone up a bunch. So they're not at the record profit margins, which is what people should be talking about. Uh, The same thing uh, with Exxon. They're just matching their net profit from 2018 right now. So what's really causing all of this? You can talk about the numbers being really high, but if they're not making more off the money, a higher percentage off the money than they've ever made before, or if they're just matched with some of their highest, well, why is it that we have this crazy inflation right now, but we didn't have it back in 2018? I just went through a bunch of companies that are matching their profit margins from 2018, from 2012. We didn't have 9% inflation or 8% inflation in 2018 and 2012. In fact, I brought up the inflation numbers in 2018 when a bunch of those companies were at their record profits and we're matching those right now. The inflation number was 2.9%. In 2012, when some of those other companies were matching where they are right now and those record profit margins, inflation was at 2.2%. So what changed? Why weren't we having record inflation at that time? I'm not giving you a definitive answer right now. What I'm saying is just talking about how much money they're bringing in tells you nothing whatsoever because what about their expenses? Here's something that's gone up a lot since the pandemic, the Employment Cost Index. The Employment Cost Index. How much does it cost to have employees these days? That's actually up 10% since the pandemic. That's kind of weird. What's the inflation rate? 
I'm not really sure. Here's some other stuff that's up a lot over the same time frame that we've been talking about, roughly 2010 to 2022. Federal government expenditures have exploded from around $3.5 trillion at the beginning of the range to around $6 trillion right now. Went up quite a bit more than that. Well, that's one thing that's exploded during this time. Not the profit margins. Remember, I just went over all the profit margins. Those haven't exploded over that time from 2010 to 2022. Some of them aren't even at those highest profit margins. Some of them are just reaching some of the previous profit margins they've been at before. So where is this really coming from? Federal government tax receipts. What about this? In 2010, the range that we're talking about getting out of the financial crisis, $1.2 trillion in tax receipts to the federal government, $3.2 trillion right now. An increase of $2 trillion inflated dollars since that time. There's something that's at record profits. Right? Well, I can't say profits. Sorry, that's the wrong way. Um, but they're fleecing the people more than the businesses are. And here's a really big one. This one is likely the culprit from 2010, the M2, the money supply. Well, that's a big one from 8 trillion up to 22 trillion over this time. That's the one that really correlates because inflation happens when the money supply grows more than the productive capacity does. All right, you got too much money chasing too few goods. So I'm going to need some more numbers and not just a bunch of emotional pleas and a bunch of hate tweets from Nina and Robert and Bernie and all those Bernie bros that are out there because they're not making the case unless you just, unless that's what you're looking to hear. If that's what you want to hear, that someone's screwing you and it's a corporation that's not the government, then they're making the case for you, I guess. But I want to see the data and I'm not seeing the data yet. There's your White Pill Wednesday, folks. Thank you for hanging out with us. As always, share the show with a friend, a family member, and the children. Tell them to listen to Good Morning Liberty every single day of the week when we want to. And if you do all of that, visit our sponsors. We've got some great ones. I really mean that. Visit the, you guys see this beard? I mean, seriously. Seriously, y'all. Beardclub.com. Use the promo code GML, okay? But seriously, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell the children. And if you do all of that, and I mean all of it, then we will be right back here again tomorrow for Dumb Leap of the Week because we're gone on Friday. We'll be here tomorrow. And by we, I mean me and the people in the live group that got got there by going to joingmail.com. And by we, that's who I'm talking about because Charlie isn't here ever, I guess. He's not here. If you do all those things, I and these fine people will be here again tomorrow for Dumb Leap of the Week. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.